0: CUTE, THE POWER OF KNOWING WHEN TO WALK AWAY by Annie Doak, best-selling author of Thinking in Bets. So, about cuting, before we go go much on it, because we were hardwired to think that success is something about hard work. We learned from school. Then, if you are a fan of self-fiction books, uh, you would know more about that, like Persistence, Perseverance, and maybe if you are so fan of it you would have read grit by angela duckworth as well so we are our today's topic is something directly opposite of that the untold story of success which is quitting we usually tell that winners never quit quitters never win but we are going to rethink about that and check whether that is really true uh, coming to that like there are multiples uh, multiple chapters on this book so i'll quickly go through a contents so chapter 1 is opposite of great virtue is also a great virtue so because generally great virtue is uh, being like uh, cutting like so but generally it is considered that sticking is great virtue like that. Cutting on time usually feel like cutting too early. If you cut too early, people will tell that, okay, it is too early. Even we feel like that and people, others also feel same to us as well. Should I stay or should I go? Especially when you are on something, uh, that creates something like a dilemma, like you would not be able to easily cut. And that will be one of the most toughest decision you can ever make, whether it is in your career or in a job. Should I stay or should I go? Even in a family relations or anything like that. Because when you are in it, you cannot. We'll go through multiple scenarios. Fourth chapter is about escalating commitment. So when we are on something, like when we invest on something or invest time, money, resources, or whatever it is, love, affection, hundreds of things whatever as a human transaction wise we are inputting on something we try to add on it we try to commit on it and uh, sunk cost that's chapter 5 sunk cost and fear of waste if you are if you know about sunk cost sunk cost is something like whatever we have spent so far so when we are trying to make decision we usually think about sunk cost but natural or, or best practice is not to think about it but we are unable to do it Monkeys and pedestal, interesting topic which Alphabet is following like monkey is a big problem. Pedestal is something everybody is talking about. So about like, like for example building an app or something. What is the app design and such thing is like pedestal. But what is actually monkey is something like what this can contribute to that uh, users and how company can achieve its objectives or visions, objectives like that. Chapter 7, you own what you bought and what you thought. So generally we try to give more value to something which we own or which we bought than something of your, your company. You will have more endowment on that. Even if it is someone else company, you don't have that much endowment in cutting and all these things, especially on other topics as well. And eight is talking about hardest thing to cute is who you are, identity and dissonance, cognitive dissonance and all we talk about there identity. like especially the hardest thing to cute is cute is something like the habit of you. There are multiple books, Joe Dispenser book and also like uh, just uh, just forget what you are or identity and all these things. But generally it is hardest thing to cute when you are on something, when you become somebody. Then if you are a golf player or if you are a manager or if you are somebody, that makes it hard to cute as well. So that's identity and cognitive dissonance is something like what we believe and we try to stick and consistent and all. Find someone who loves you but doesn't care about hurt feelings, about coaching and all these things. Lessons from force-cuting. There are multiple examples because usually... Uh, such such topics are not been talked. Most of the things we heard about stories about success and that inspire or something. That is all success books are. But there is something else. Myopia of goals. Goal setting is something considered as like the benchmark of success and all. But we are trying to tell about this goal setting. Sometimes people make it myopic. And because goal setting means achieve or not achieve. So it's like done or not done like that. So, you have to think in a different perspective. We'll go through all of that. So, this is a quick summary or quick uh, review of the chapters of the book. We'll go in detail chapter by chapter. So, chapter 1 Opposite of Great Virtue is Also a Great Virtue. So, Muhammad Ali, the famous boxer, if you know about him, he's a man who is in the ring talking about, like, I'll be f- flying like a butterfly and bee and I'll just hit you on this one he is considered as one of the most confident or well marketed or or something that like an epitome of confidence and all but the author start in the book talking about muhammad ali because muhammad ali was a heavyweight champion he just so he was talking about a a boxing championship where he was talking with four men and he was winning there but actually He was at age of 35 or above that one and his coach is asking him to retire. His doctor is telling your body is not okay for it. Still, he is persisting to it, Muhammad Ali. And he is a good example of that. And his persistence of that Later on at some point in time He get failed in such a way that Because some point in his career He was not able to compete in boxing And because of the Vietnam war And he was not against participating and all But after that he come back He failed in such a way that Silver Sir Stallone who was sitting as Just watching an audience there He told that Muhammad Ali was hit like He almost like autopsy on a body Or something like that And you know the Further story of Muhammad Ali, he was having Parkinson's disease, and but still, he's a legend, but he's a good legend as well. So, similar to similar to have Bruce Lee, also there are different stories, book is not talking about that, but you'll get a similar version of that there also. So, there is always some limit on something, yes, sure, human mind is limitless, but human body is not. And a lot of other things also. Life is too short and all those topics. So generally, we are hardware to stick. There is a negative connotation on cutting. That's make us not sticking. But actually, grit is a virtue. If you perceive or persist with a passion, that is what we call like grit. Angela Duckworth's famous book on that. But quitting is something wiser than that. So, cuting is also a decision-making tool. Uh, what I, why I am trying to tell is that, just imagine when Muhammad Ali would have been cute at that time. That gave him a lot of options to do something else. He was a legendary person. He can just take care of his body and do something else like that. So, that gives, when you are doing something or when you are stopping something or when you are telling no to something, that no create an opportunity for a lot of other yes because many many companies like Apple Warren Buffett and all these people they tell that they used to tell 1000 no and 1 yes because they want to choose what is really important for them so that allow them to make so that's a cutting is actually a proper decision making tool even if you're in a career or if you're investing in a company that cutting of that particular project or that particular part of the things allow you to do something else. So that, that makes it a new decision. It explores to the new chapters of the of your life. Quitting naturally is uncertain. Because there is a lack of information, which makes us like strategy is one of the important things on that aspect as well. So generally, when we are quitting, because it is something about the future, we are not aware of it. So that lack of information somehow make it trouble but these books give some idea about you can think about both options and take an expected value. We'll come to that later. So expected value and then take a decision on that. Even though you don't have all the information available because especially even in the strategy if you if you go in our follow our channel you will find a book about Roger L. Martin about new way to think and all Martin is talking about strategy there. There is another famous story in the book talking about Hutchinson Kasikse and Taske is the uh, three people who try to climb or just conquer the Mount Everest, the highest peak on earth. And they are not famous for climbing on earth. Maybe you, you would have not heard much about them. But actually, these are the people who climb there. Because in Mount Everest, the important aspect is that most of the people die not by climbing Mount Everest, but when they're coming down, it is eight times more when people climb, just coming down, they used to just die like that. And also there is some like turnaround time when for climbers, so they used to climb at some point in time and they have to decide whether to continue or not continue. So Kasih say and Taske, these three people mentioned, they, they were find a point where they They think that they should turn around. And one of the person was telling, okay, I should continue. But later on, they decided and they're coming down. So that makes them that famous. And there were a lot of movies, documentaries, everything talking about that. You can just find it from Googling it. But the point is that that allowed them to do something else. For example, a lot of companies like Blockbuster was previously famous doing the movies and all these things. But when the Netflix come, they were... They Netflix even just off give an offer to just buy. So Blockbuster told we are not interested. But you know now where is Netflix now and where is Blockbuster? Similar to that, lot of multiple companies. Philips was known to be like a lighting company before. They used to sell bulbs. Even you see many bulbs of Philips and all these things. But now Philips has been focused their majority of the business into healthcare. So it become a healthcare company. So even the Philips, that identity as Philips as a lighting company or General Electric as a lighting company, many, many examples, but I'm talking about Philips here. They were ready to ignore that and find their own way and they are persisting there. They are succeeding there as well. Lot of multiple examples, Nokia's failure, famously known like they were not able to change. Blackberry, another example. So generally we celebrate somebody is fighting with adversity. Uh, but that's a, that may be a good thing, but generally that make it myopic also to think like what is left there. So you have a lot to learn from cutters as well, a lot to learn from failures as well. So that's about the book option to cut is rewired, reward you with a lot of opportunities. Let's go to the next. Cutting on time usually feel like cutting too early multiple example but even like right now if you are thinking about something to cute, because there was a famous uh, book about Freakonomics uh, by someone like uh, Steven Levitt so he was having a website like somebody just go there and take like they want to make some decision to stay or cut and they go to the website and do some like something like a, like a clicking something and then get a result out of it. So if it head and tail or something like you're tossing a coin or something. So you see like how much people are irrational on making some decisions like so they were even like to go. They, that was just an experiment by Freakonomics um, author. But it was it was just to see the behavioral economics of the people. So Stewart Butterfield who was uh, famous for making the Flickr app and it was Sold to 25 million to Yahoo and all. He was, uh, book explained about he was trying to build an app called Glitch. And it was getting followers and all these things. Because many startup, especially, startup is a good example where people put a lot of ambitions and ideas about this thing. And they're going to become that and this. So that cutting is very difficult on that aspects. Because you have money put it, people are following you, people are working for you. Investors are relying on you. But one morning, Stuart Butterfield wake up and tell that I'm going to stop Glitch. It was looked like a very unusual or unfortunate or maybe absurd or stupid thing. But actually, he that allowed him to build Slack, another app, by taking the good part. Because what was happening with Glitch was that it was getting some followers, but the people were not sticking to it. So mostly what people usually do that, okay, improve more, improve more. And there was no taking an actual feedback and revising. But what Butterfield done is that he just tried to take that thing. Okay, he look at future. Okay, he's not clear still. He decided to cut and take that good part and make another app. And that was really a big success. Multiple examples as well. Even like it was talking about a famous colonel or admiral in, in U.S. military, he used to talk about, uh, think about in history, what Napoleon would have done in this time or what uh, Abraham Lincoln would have done in this time. So such things, even President used to think about in that way. So from histories also, from quitting and from what happened, we can, as Steve Jobs tell, we can connect the dots not by looking forward, but, but looking backwards. So quitting on time feel too early, hardest time to quit as we explained earlier, when we are in it, when we are doing something, it is very hard to quit because we are hardwired or trained or imposed by society to stay on course. We feel like quitting is slow down the progress. So when, when, when you have a decision of quitting and persevering is a close call, like on the same thing, then better you follow your not heart, not brain, uh, but maybe something outside spirit. Just go outside of you, like like Buddha is telling. Like just lose the identity of you, and then cutting may be a better option if you have a close call with that. When waited long, we blame, and uh, when waited too early, we blame as well. So generally, people rationality. Rationality is another aspect, but. Cuting on time usually feel like cutting early, but actually it is not the case. So that's about this chapter. Let's go to the next. Should I stay or should I go? Multiple answer, but this book, uh, this chapter start with uh, some taxi drivers. They were having this is usual. Also, they used to have some targets every day they have to achieve and all these things. So this taxi drivers, they were having like when they are having a good day, they achieve the target. They just go back to the home. Maybe in 4-5 or hours they get this and they go back to home. But when they have a bad day, they are not getting any customer. They used to stay more and more and more and more. Generally, this is a tendency because they are not taking any feedback from, from that equation. But what is really happening is that they are not trying to learn what is happening on that good day. If they could have learned that, and company would have appreciated that they could have explored more money on that good day or high day. Maybe there is some event happening there. Or maybe that is the day normally people want taxis on that particular city. A lot of factors or variables there. But when we are thinking about so myopic, okay, you achieve this much target, say $1,000 per day, then you can go home. So when we are in law, especially, We try to be more like, take more risk on creating more loss. So, it's like a katamari or snowballing effect. It's a Japanese word actually. So, when we are in loss, we gamble. When you are in loan, you have a good tendency to take more loan. But if you are not, then you are mostly, you will not take the loan. So, even it is for famous investors and all, when they are buying decisions and selling decisions, Usually when they are in loss, they take to because selling decisions will be affected by that. So they make very bad decisions. When we are buying, they used to make good decisions as well. And retail investors and all these people, same thing. Even the prospect theory by Daniel Kahneman and Tversky talk about this loss aversion strategy. When we are in, people are naturally think about loss hours. We try to, avoid because if somebody is telling, okay, this item is in the offer. We are very much loss averse that we think that okay if you don't buy it now we will lose it so we'll go and buy it and that that tendency has been misused by lot of lot of companies and all these things. so should I stay or should I go that is an important part so basically we have to consider a lot of aspects like loss aversion what when we are in it that all really affect even though we think that we are making rational decisions mostly we are making irrational. It's a predictably irrational as Dan Ariely. If you're interested in reading the book, Dan Ariely book is very interesting on that aspects. Chapter 4, Escalating Commitment. This one, as we mentioned, when we are in loss, we double down. So when you are in 100,000 what dollar in loss, we try to just continue with the same loss and try to think that okay, maybe we can do, we can save the company. So he'll put one more 100,000 more. So we tend to stick to the courses what we are. For example, if you're in a carrier and you're, you're still having a problem with this one, a problem with your performance, all you think, okay, I'm already here, I'm already invested this much time, like not even thinking about sunk cost, but something about we already committed on it. We double down on it. Escalation of commitment happen in low stake and even in high stake situation. Even in the family relations or anything. Even in low stake and high stake. This escalation of commitment is happening. Even not only there. For example, if you think about governmental projects. This book is talking about some railway projects and all from San Francisco to... I'm not sure which uh, city, but there is between and the, they are trying to struggling with that. Many government projects, not only that, many government projects somehow start with the things. And they try to think that, OK, we already committed this or we already promised this to the people. They just put some money. And that that doubled down their commitment. We don't want people to tell somebody like we are inconsistent. We are coming to that thing. So we try to be like consistent with our Thoughts and behaviors and all like what Leon Festinger cognitive dissonance and all so especially about Afghanistan war it was started to just after 9-11 but it took almost like more than two decades and for three four presidents and they spent almost like 1.5 trillion dollars and still they did not win it next day Taliban occupied Afghanistan so somehow it was a classic example of double down or escalating commitment. Even in climbing the mountains, we have already climbed this much. Okay, let us do. You don't have to turn around. So that's what happening. So chapter 5, sunk cost and fear of waste. We come across that sunk cost effect. Sunk cost generally, economically, it is like something what we have spent so far. That is what sunk cost tells. If you have a project, whatever you spend till today, that is sunk cost. Already spent it. So illusion to account previously sunk cost. When we walk away, we feel like we wasted this much thing. Okay, you are in a college or something. If you want to get dropout or build something. Just an example I am telling it. I am not uh, insisting to get you dropout. We have a sunk cost fallacy of just staying there. If you are in a company, okay, you invested this much money. If I leave now, I will lose all that thing. But if you stay there, you will double down. You will have a snowball effect again. So difficult to close mental accounts. That's the most important thing. So sunk cost and fear of waste is what is difficult for cutting. So you have to understand when you are having an acuting decision, always think that sunk cost really matters. Even management perspective, we should not take into account sunk cost when we are deciding on something future. That's classic, but we are not even... In business school, you have been taught like that. I don't think it is easy to implement that. Monkeys and pedestal. It is a famous... Uh, that was a project text by Alphabet. It's talking about... This This term is coming from there. Monkeys and pedestal. Lot of projects, uh, they have been taking care. Like talking about monkeys. Generally, what it means is that monkeys a core topic of what it is. And like... <clears throat> Or imagine in another way, it is more like a feasibility study or something like that. Uh, That is to avoid this monkey issue. But generally monkey, imagine Facebook or or any other ex-company. Just designing that portal of Facebook and all these things. You can make it. 100 people or many 1000 companies can join software engineer company. Look like same like Facebook. That is all pedestals. What really the monkey is to get that billions of users and growing and having the people put the ads and getting revenue. That is actually the monkey. So until you unless know, you can achieve that monkey part first. There is no point of designing this one. People try to just think that, okay, my dream is getting achieving by doing or focusing on this pedestal part, making a good office. Or doing that, this and like this. But if until and unless you go to the core of that topic of your business, of your survival, of your objective, of your impact or presence in the market, what you can really deliver. If you're not really delivering that, then that monkey part is failing. Until and unless you don't have a monkey, you cannot ride the pedestal with him. So, pedestal will be still there, but it cannot be a rider. So, that's the idea of monkey and pedestal there. So, tackling the monkey first is important. It can save a lot of resources. Even if you are finding on a... Just attend to the core topic. If you can do it, then go. Otherwise, leave. Don't focus on pedestal and waste your resources there. Also, when you enter on something, try to set a kill criteria. Kill criteria is something like which which will have a state and a date okay if i don't achieve this on that particular time i should quit if i don't achieve reach this much meter in mount everest at this particular day i should quit or time i should quit whatever it is so generally that is a kill criteria somehow it's like we are promising to ourselves. okay i if i don't achieve that then my monkey is not there, I am only building pedestal. I am waiting my resources. I should quit now. That will be like a thinking time or a quitting time. That's that's about that. When you own what you have, what you bought, and what you thought, endowment and status quo bias. As we explain, endowment is something like if I own something, I would try to. Because if, if your company is your own idea, that is something like your brainchild. Then you would value more. Like imagine you have some, some item like for example your company or something. If that company is not by owned by you, you will value less. But if it is owned by you, you will value more. So that is what endowment effect is. We are endowed to our ideas and beliefs. So we miscalculate the expected value. Expected value is something like what this will achieve on that future period. We miscalculate mostly on an endowment basis. If you think like, okay, it is my own software, my own idea, I have this one. So we try to miscalculate then because we have a more endowment or more bias, endowment bias to our own things and ideas and implementations. We try to miscalculate that expected value. And also, we have... uh, we stick to the status quo. Status quo is something, stay as it is. So for example, if you want to quit a job and then find another one, generally people will be more interested to stay than quitting until and unless you are out. Like there was a famous poet uh, used to tell that until and about refugees, until and unless people are on the mouth of the shark, they will not be thinking about Going for a refugee. So they will still until there. Stay until that, that point. So generally, we like to have status quo. That is, we are hardware, or we that is a least resistance path or something. We are tolerant more on bad outcomes by sticking it. For example, if you stay there and you are going to lose, we are more adapted or more manageable or more tolerant to that loss, and then you quitting one job and finding another job and losing there or finding another company and losing. We try to stick and lose. That is, we are more interested than quitting and making loss. So we omission commission bias. We are tolerant on the existing thing and then commissioning on that. So that's as well. So... What you own, that endowment and status go by is also, please keep a watch on it when you are trying to make cutting decisions. Most probably this too will be affecting your decisions as well. Chapter 8. Hardest thing to cut is who you are. Identity and dissonance. About cognitive dissonance. Generally, this also is cutting on you itself. Cutting on who you are. Because especially who you are is what is your effort so far done about how others look at you? How your colleagues or your manager or your family? That is that identity of you, because uh, used to like that identity usually make you like not able to sleep at night and all these problems, lot of mental tensions and all. Even Sadhguru used to tell that when you have a sleeping problem, uh, they used to tell that okay, just to reiterate this word: I'm not the body, I'm not even the mind. So that really helped him, he's telling like you can have a good sleep at night. So here we coming to the point here, hardest thing to quit is who you are. So when you have most painful is quitting who you are. If you are a famous cricketer or this one or that one, or if you're an owner or a CEO of that company or this building, this company. So quitting you, who you are is the most difficult part also, and as well like uh, there was a doomsday which I explained in the initial part about Leon Festinger. They have to talk about that particular day in 2000 something about. I'm not really sure about the date. They're telling that that particular the world will end, and they, the, some people are trying to learn what these people are doing because somebody is telling world is going to end. They sell their things, everything like that. Then when that day come. Nothing happened. They try to stick to their belief and trying to explain versions which satisfy their belief. This happened to multiple aspects. Like if we are if we are doing some problem of our own things, we try to find reasons to justify ourselves. Or if, if uh, the political party you are following is doing some bad things, you try to make something which is consistent or like which we try to make sure our belief is correct, even though. Uh, it is not rational, but we try to be having this cognitive dissonance. We try to just dissonate with that. So we desire to have an internal consistency. We want people to see that we are consistent. If you are telling something and changing our belief, we are vulnerable to that inconsistency. We try to be consistent in front of people. That's, that's the main thing. So identity bias and cognitive dissonance is also going to affect you in your decision. Find someone who you love, but doesn't care about hurt feelings. Because that is, uh, that's important because you will have a lot of people improve, like just uh, motivating to stay mostly because hardware, as I mentioned, like hard work and all this persistence, grit and all these things. But actually life is too short. So you don't have time to do everything what you are thinking. So you just have to. Focus on the limited time. Your time is limited. In that time, you have to do something important. So when you are outside looking, try to see what, what what Buddha is telling. Try to detach from the outcome. Try to detach from who you are. Detach from what you made. What you already improving or what you are. Detach from it. Zoom out. Then see outside. Then that will give you a lot of perspective on that. When beskoting... Like when when the best cutting coach, whoever it is, if it is that is a person or something like a role model, actually, we should be thinking about long term perspective than short term perspective. If that is the best cutting coach, so maybe short term it will hurt somebody's feeling or something, but long term, if you think in long term, that if that is giving you an option to cut, then follow your coach or follow your herd. decision cut improve when start and stop to learning aspect so when your decision to quit actually to improve lot of things and when it start and stop as well so find someone who you love but doesn't care about hurt feelings that could be a best person to be as a coach or as a colleague or as a partner whoever it is lessons from force quitting as we explained before, when you are quitting on something, when you are telling no to something or when you are not doing something. If you are not doing this, that gives you space to do a lot of other things. Imagine about, this is not from the book, I am just telling from, like imagine Bill Gates. He is a famous founder of uh, Microsoft. He was known about the best and he was a lot of the first number one richest man in the world and all. But he quit Microsoft and leave someone else and he tried to follow something else. But if you look at now, you can see how much he was able to impact in both ways. His company, what he built, it is already getting like just growing and growing to a trillion dollar company. In parallel, he's doing all these philanthropic activities and impact on the world. That's also creating that much impact. So, lessons from force Actually, cutting decision of uh, Bill Gates have a lot of aspects. Even his issues with his uh, you know, like a lot of courts and all these things, uh, legal proceedings and all, maybe all those impacted. I'm just telling from my perspective. But still, you can see like if you, if they, he stay as there, then he would not be able to do all these things what he's doing now. Similar to what Jeff Bezos, he was a CEO in Amazon, but he left now and he's Going to build Blue Origin and all these things now. So exploration, lessons from forescriting. Actually, when you try to tell no, you are just open to unlimited opportunities. And that exploration of diversification, even if you are in an investment or an idea, like especially on investment, you are telling diversified portfolio is a very good investment portfolio. So especially when you are having a something, usually backup plan is good. When you have a backup plan, that will allow you to think about multiple options and diversification. People used to tell that, no, don't keep backup plan. Keep it as it is. But actually, plan A, plan B, plan C, all these things, multiple opportunities allow you to have a thinking opportunity to think about multiple aspects of the things. Our final chapter is myopia of goals. Goals are good. I'm sure maybe 1000 people already tell tell to you before me about this. But it's bad to quit. Because when you have a goal to do achieve something, until unless you achieve that, you have you are not achieved. So that means it's like a binary, yes or no. So that gives a lot of problems because that gives a lot of stress because you are not going to get appreciated by the passage or a journey to that. That is not going to achieve so instead of that we used to tell like if you think about some authors used to tell like mean goal and end goal vision lekani like and all so end goal is something then okay you can make a mean goal that's another part of thinking about goal but generally goal should not be that much strict or confined to it we should make a flexible and we should make intermediate goals like mean goals to track our progress collect feedback rethink to stay or quit so that should be more better than just be myopic and doing something something some staying staying there snowballing to the losses and time and resources because life is too short and quitting sometime is more wise it will allow you to give a lot of opportunities to do a lot of other things so that's the end of the book Book summaries, special books and detailed summaries. Please follow us on our channel and like, share and subscribe. Until we come across by the next book. Thank you for now. Bye.